This is Pete Moore back on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of having Charles come in from Jiju, and we are ready to talk about the transformation of digital and his lens coming from the outside, now being fully inside the Halo sector. Charles, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Pete. Nice to have, nice to have me. Thank you. Appreciate it. You got it. So uh, you've been making a lot of progress here, but why don't we start back to um, you know, your illustrious uh, career prior, similar to, yeah. to my, my pedigree, which gave us no right to do what we're doing, but we're doing it anyway. Yeah, no, I, I can relate. So, you know, for the first 25 years of my career, I was in financial services and institutional asset management. I had started a number of financial service companies. And at the beginning of 2020, I was actually parlaying that into a blockchain, a fintech blockchain opportunity. Um, and when COVID hit, um, again, I had no interest per se in fitness. And even though that this is a podcast and not a video podcast, uh, most of your listeners would know I'm clearly not a fitness guy, but my wife is, and she works out every day. And my sister's a former amateur bodybuilder. And that's how I got interested in fitness because they, who used to go visit with their personal trainers every day, began to do Zooms. And so I just became very interested in, was this a medium that was going to stick around? Why were they doing it? And so I started asking them questions. I started asking trainers questions. I started doing some research in the industry. And very quickly, I came to three conclusions. The first, and again, this is a generalization. There's a lot of very good operators out there. But generally speaking, you know, the fitness industry is not a very well-run industry. There's a lot of leakage. There's a ton of, 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 of turnover, if you will, and attrition in the business. And so my view as a business person was, Anytime that there is something that is kind of inefficient, there's an opportunity to come in as an outsider and make a real difference. And most of the time, in my experience as an investor, those that came into existing industries and really made an impact came from outside that industry originally. And so to me, that was an opportunity. The second observation I made relatively quickly was that virtual fitness was here to stay. So Peloton was already on the scene. Fitness Plus, people were kind of talking about Beachbody had been around forever, P90X. So what I found in talking to people was that utilizing video technology, virtual fitness was here to stay. People realize they can get as good a workout in a more efficient manner and a more cost-effective basis in a lot, of, a lot of ways. So I thought it was a business that was only going to grow. And then when Apple Fitness Plus actually was more formally announced, that I think just reinforced the notion. Right. And then the third, which was the genesis of Gijo, was that I didn't see anyone really addressing what I viewed as the mass market. And what I mean by that is at the time, there were two basic types of virtual fitness businesses that existed. The first internally we call broadcast to many. These are your Pelotons, your Fitness Plus, you know, um, your Beach Bodies, your P90X. And what I mean by broadcast to many is that when Pete, if you get on your Peloton bike or if you pick up your Apple phone, when you start that class, those trainers have no idea who Pete is. They don't care who Pete is, and those workouts aren't for Pete. Mm -hmm. So while that may attract a lot of people up front, that, that business model requires that Pete, you as an individual, are self-accountable and self-motivated. And given the attrition rates we see in the industry, we know that that's not the case. And so it's great for a handful of people, but most people need someone pushing them. And so then there are the second type of, of virtual businesses, and then I'll be quiet, which is... These are what I call content creators. So these are you know, businesses that basically enable a trainer to put their content on the web and in a more efficient manner get paid for them. 
There's a lot of people now in that space, a lot of people getting capital. But the problem with those businesses are they don't address the problem. Mm-hmm. And the problem is for trainers, they don't, they, there's a lot of ways for them to post stuff on the internet. Their problem is how do they attract and keep clients? That's their problem, right? Improving the LTV of the client while simultaneously lowering the cost of acquisition. And for clients, there's plenty of stuff for them to search on the web. That's not their problem. Clients don't want to search, right? Pete, you want to be able to say, here's my price point. Here's what I own at home. Here's my availability. Here's the type of trainer that I want. Give me the answer. Mm-hmm. And that was the genesis of Gijo. And so Gijo really is, you can think of it as a match.com or eHarmony for the client and a Shopify on steroids, if you will, bad analogy for fitness business, but nonetheless, a, a real, a, a full outsourced business model for independent fitness trainers, right? We literally bring on clients. We send them through a process just like eHarmony. We build a profile for them. We ask them all sorts of questions that don't necessarily seem relevant to them. But in doing so, we build a profile and match those client profiles to trainer profiles, literally sending clients to trainers, which simultaneously solves the problems for both sides of that marketplace. You know, it's so interesting, uh, a couple different points to make. One is, Given the the amount of content out there, and I'm in the industry, I get confused to the point where, you know, I want to do a workout recovery, and you you, you search for workout recovery, and you get like a thousand, you know, returns, and I, now I'm like intimidated. Like I actually want someone to curate something for me, not because I'm lazy, but because I actually, if I'm going to spend the time, I want to know. It's almost like on Netflix, like. I will exactly. I look at a movie on Netflix and I will not watch a movie until I go to Rotten Tomatoes and, and get the rating of that. Cause I'm like, I want to return on my time. Yep. So yeah. I would, you, you've hit on a very important point. So if you look at kind of, and, and again, I, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily a FinTech or tech person per se, although I am now, if you look at the beginnings of the internet version 1.0, it was all about content. We're in version 2.0. It's about curation. There's too much content out there. Right, and what exactly. people need is curation. And that's exactly what we're trying to do for both sides of this marketplace. And that's what we say internally all the time, right? It used to be, you know, there's a lot of historical um, phrases that people have utilized. But for us, it's, hey, it's about the curation, not the content, right? It's right. about the personalization, not just throwing stuff up on the screen. And that's exactly what you're do- we're doing. So when you come to Gijo, We're not showing you thousands of trainers or thousands of of classes. We're literally showing you 20 that we think are good for you. Right, right. right. And based upon your reaction to those, we will improve that matching over time. I'm still shocked. So I I moved out to California, as I mentioned before we started here, about eight weeks ago. And um, it's very difficult to get a trainer that in, in the area. So I've actually gone old school and like called up a couple of people and said, Hey, I'm looking for a trainer in this area at these times, these many days a week. And so it's almost like an old school approach to getting what I'm looking for. And I'm like shocked that there isn't, you know, a full fledged, you know, match.com for trainers. Like you, like you're talking about. And and, and, And by the way, it's exactly the point. I mean, this is, I think one of the reasons why I think G Joe is different. So, 
being from outside the industry, when we came in and looked at what the problem was, before we came up with the business plan, we wanted to talk with hundreds of clients and hundreds of trainers and say, what is the problem? Nobody said, I can't find content. And nobody said, I can't put content on the web. Nobody said that. Right, right. Everybody said exactly from the client side what you said, Pete, which is, I'm tired of searching. Just give me the answer, right? Exactly. If I'm going to do it, give me the answer. And a trainer said, I got YouTube, I got Facebook, I got Instagram Live. That's not my issue. Now I am a speck of sand in the beach of the internet. Show, how, show me clients. How do I get clients, right? Sure. And so when, that was the basis for the creation of the, of the website, which is addressing the actual problems as outlined by the participants in the marketplace. And yeah. I think, and then the last thing I'll point is, but the advantage is, is that because the fitness industry historically has been all about content. It's always been about content that the players in the current, that the current players didn't really adjust their view on how to deliver the solution. And all they've done is produce content and more content, more content, more content. And so if you look at these providers, they just haven't analyzed the problem. Mm -hmm. no, that's a great point. I mean, look, there's um, in other industries, there's some, there's some good success stories. So if you think about, um, I think it's Annie's list. Well, no, what Angie's, Angie's list, Angie's yeah. list, trip, uh, home advisor, thumbtack, you know, sure. in other industries, they've kind of nailed that and you, and you can have the referrals and, and the backup. Netflix, so, Netflix yeah. was one of the original, you know, kind of ideas to take Netflix match.com, smash it together for right. fitness. Right. So, so when you think about your business right now, clearly you're a lead generator for, trainers, which is an essential part of the lifeblood of, of sure. running your own business. But also you, you're basically now turning into kind of the, the mission critical business platform for them to, to, to run their business. So talk about, you know, how you think about both and how deep do you go? Because trainers have historically been very difficult to one, embrace technology two yeah. to kind of like, you know, work under somebody else's processes, even if they are like the best in class. And hey, we've thought through this and we built this for you. So it's been kind of the holy grail, if you will, of, you know, a highly, well, the most fragmented industry is, is one where it's all about individuals, right? So yep. it's a democratization of it, but it's also like, hey, I'm going to be, to use another analogy, because I'm an analogy guy like you are, you know, like Quicken and, and QuickBooks runs, most small businesses accounting systems and that's mission critical. And yep. you're saying, Hey, I can kind of be that business platform for you, but I'm also going to throw leads on top of your funnel. Yep. Is that accurate? Yeah, I, I would, I would turn it around. Right. So there's a lot of businesses that are the quick in or the Intel inside for trainers today. Mind body is a good example, you know, true coach. There's a lot of companies out there that do that. But again, what they've done is they've put, I would say, the cart before the horse. Doing billing, doing what we're doing now, a video platform, allowing scheduling, that is not value added. That's just a minimal requirement. So a lot of these other businesses are focused on the minimal requirement stuff. The problem and the reason why trainers come to us consistently and tell us why we're different is because our focus is on sending them clients. Right, right. All the other stuff doesn't matter if you don't have clients and if you don't have a way to send clients that are also going to be longer term clients. 
So all the things that you're talking about to us, those are just minimal requirements. There's no value added there. Mm-hmm. Right. Let, 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 me, let me jump back to the content side because, um, and, and I've been a victim of this in a, in a couple of businesses that I've been involved in where uh, you think more and more content kind of uh, solves the problem. Or it's like, hey, the reason why people aren't coming to us, me as a trainer, is because I don't have enough content production. And it's like when you look at, you know, a menu at a restaurant, like they don't, unless you go to a New York diner, and hopefully they all exist in the future. But like, you know, most restaurants have like 12, you know, entrees. They don't have 1,200. That's right. So, you know, how do you think about when trainers are like, hey, I want to go deep, deep, deeper into, into my content. You're like, look, that's actually like your competitive advantage is me like getting you like a full slate of business and don't think about how deep I need to go on the content. Think about how wide I could go on the client side. Correct. That is exactly correct. It is not about how much content you have. If you're in the business of Peloton where you're just trying to sell as many things as you possibly can, knowing that there's going to be a certain level of attrition, fine. You're in the content business. Personal trainers are not in the content business, right? They're in the goals business, right? They're in the ability to keep that, the results business. They're in the business of keeping that client for longer. So the key for a personal trainer in the new world isn't throwing stuff up against the wall and seeing what sticks. It's making sure that if Gijo sends you a lead, that the probability of that person sticking with you for a longer period of time and Gijo providing you with the tools to keep that person for longer, again, not just to the trainer's benefit, but to the client's benefit who wants to achieve whatever that goal is, right? For Lifting, sure. being able to walk with their grandkids or playing soccer with their grandkids or going, getting in that bathing suit, they want, whatever their definition is, that is what their focus should be. And so we tell them it's not, a, you have to be yourself. And our job is to find the person that wants you as their coach. Got it. So what are you doing on the lead gen side that um, allows you to, you know, wake up in the morning and say, Hey, I'm going to, there's a hundred people that came to our site and I'm going to get a hundred leads into the system. Cause, cause you're basically, you know, like the, the outsourced sales team at this point. right? We are lead gen for the trainers. And the business model is that, you know, out of our revenue share, we pay for all that, right? So we we are giving the the trainer a net revenue model. The answer to your question is we look at, at, at lead gen really as a focus on personalization, right? It's not enough for us to serve Pete an ad or David an ad that says, hey, come work out at GJO. It's not gonna get you to do anything. But if I can, through micro targeting and other means, have some insight into what you're looking for and serve you an ad that says, come do strength training classes with Bob at G Joe. That's a very different message that I'm sending, right? It means that I've already taken the time to understand possibly who Pete is Mm -hmm. and address his needs and bring him to the site and then right. Provide Pete with incentives to stay on it. So we think of credit linked off. We think of things like credit linked offers, right? So the ability to actually pay Pete to achieve his objective on the site, right? So if I know that Pete comes onto the site, I can serve an ad and say, "Hey, Pete, if you actually achieve that goal, you're going to get 10% off your next, I don't know, Santa Monica purchase or whatever it is, because uh, I'll have all that anonymized information, and to be able to allow the trainers, right, 
to be matched properly to those people based upon all of those different things that we're taking in. Got it. So that to us is the difference, right? It is understanding what you're looking for and serving you the answer. And the answer is a combination of incentives and the right trainer or trainers to get you there. Got it. So uh, what's your background on the name? Gijo, oh, the name. So it, it, I have to tell you that, um, you know, having been in the hedge fund space, you know, coming up with a hedge fund name was always hard. Coming up with a consumer facing brand name was very hard as well. So one of the things that we started with was we didn't want it to be a fitness name. And the reason for that is because we think that Gijo can be more than just specific fitness. It's really wellness, right? And general lifestyle. And we can help people achieve and you know, whatever those objectives are generally. And so we wanted the name to be something bigger than just fitness. The second requirement that we had is that it was available, right? So just having the URL available, being able to own that name on, on the internet was really important. And we wanted the name to mean more than just the word. And so I, in, in university and college, and have been, you know, fascinated with the Japanese culture for a very long period of time, um, was very concerned about a misappropriation and all that. But when going through words, Jijo literally means, so there's a number of, of different meanings, but the Jijo kanji that we have literally means self-reliance. Oh, nice. And so if you think Perfect. about what we're trying to do, and this comes with our, our, our branding and everything, you have to start with yourself. Right? If Pete doesn't take care of Pete first, if David doesn't take care of David first, then nobody is. If the trainer isn't going to put him or herself first, they're not. So the whole idea of self-reliance, putting yourself first, start with you, which is one of our taglines, mm -hmm. just all came together. And then if you look at the logo, the lower case, the J, the I, and the J kind of represents people. People working with a trainer, people working together in group workouts. So it all kind of came together, and that's where the name Gijo came from. Got it. Awesome. I love it. I think it's always important to find out what the what the name derivation yeah. is because it really kind of instills you know, like what's the DNA when when this yeah. when this idea started. So did the trainers that are on your system or the future trainers that are going to be on your system, do you want them to refer to themselves as I'm I'm a Jiju trainer or are they an independent trainer powered by Jiju? So Jiju is a platform. We empower both of our sets of clients, trainers and the trainees or clients to achieve their goals. So the trainers don't work for us. In fact, we work for them, right? Mm -hmm. They take the majority of the revenue and, and we, we don't. So we want them to feel like they are empowered or powered by Gijo. They don't work for Gijo. In fact, I've always said to everyone, it's the other way around, right? We work for them, right? We're responsible for sending them their clients. We're responsible for helping them keep those clients on path, right? That's what we get paid for. And so we want them to think of it as their own business. They're just utilizing Gijo as their outsource partner. Gotcha. So what are some of the early wins that that you look at right now over the last, you know, six months, whether it's yeah. certain people that have gotten results, certain amount of trainers, whether it's data or whether it's just, hey, let me tell you a good story of some things that have happened. Yeah, yeah. So we, we originally planned to launch kind of at the end of the first quarter. We're probably going to be a couple of weeks behind that. But when I initially built the business plan, I thought we'd launch with 20 to 25 trainers, you know, probably a couple hundred clients. Um, I didn't think we would have any other business relationships other than just simply serving that online. 
Today, we have about 160 trainers that have already signed up, sight unseen on the platform. They've given us a couple of thousand of their clients in our database so that when we launch, you know, we have an immediate set of clients to do on. Today, we have about 35 trainers that are training in beta with about 250 to 300 clients already before we've even launched publicly. We've signed two apparel agreements. Um, in those agreements, what's going to happen is that when, when the trainer opts into those agreements, and we have for female and male trainers, that a logo will show up on the live class session. And if any of those clients click through and purchase any of that apparel, the trainer is going to participate in that revenue. Again, providing them with other means of resources and of revenue other than hourly. We've also, and it's not public yet, and so I'm, I don't want to say the name, but we are in the final throes of, of signing an agreement with one of the largest and oldest and most well-respected trainer accreditation organizations in the country. Um, we believe it's supremely important that if you're gonna do virtual training, that you train with someone who is properly certified and has proper credentials. And so we are gonna work with this organization, not only for a joint press release, but to talk about and educate the marketplace on the importance of proper trainer certification, especially in a virtual environment. And that will provide us with access to tens of thousands of their certified trainers and clients and give us, I think, a competitive advantage, not only in doing what's right by clients, but also in setting a bar for virtual fitness, which today, you know, really isn't there for independent fitness. You have the Pelotons and the Apple Fitnesses of the world, but for the everyday independent trainer, that doesn't exist. So yeah, those sure. are some huge wins, none of which we've ever considered in it. We also have an agreement with uh, one of the largest insurance companies in the country to provide very cost-effective uh, personal trainer insurance uh, for all the trainers on the platform, which is a requirement, which is also fantastic. Um, all of the economic benefit, you know, of our negotiation goes back to the trainer. So, you know, we we've done a bunch of things pre even pre-launch that we think have really distinguished us from what we're doing and and is setting us on a pretty good glide path. Got it. Um, so one one story, and I want to get your comments on it. So when I uh, when I moved out to California, I went on originally. I, I went on this website called uh, Coach Up, and I was trying sure. to find a, someone to hit tennis balls with. So I end up finding a guy, and uh, he comes and meets me at the public uh, park. I pay for the court. I uh, process the my first session through him, and then you know after the session, the guy's like, "Hey, bro, just do me a favor, just text me on my cell yep. phone, and you know, like we'll do this you know, on our own." So cutting out the 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 the, the Coach Up platform. Um, having said that, like the coach up platform was a lead generator and also wanted to be a business platform, but the guy didn't need the business platform because we were correct. Like, there was no reason to keep the technology in place. Correct. So from your standpoint, obviously this was five years ago. So now obviously the game has changed, but are you concerned about that? Or are you nope. saying like, Hey, look, if you find someone and you help get results, like it's only a matter of time before you come back and actually use the platform because the platform is what's going to grow your business versus give you a one-off lead. So it's a great question. And we refer to this as kind of the Uber leakage, right? When you're sitting in the car and the guy turns around and says, hey, here's my card. Call me when you need to go to the airport. Yeah, as, as if he's um, going to be around the corner from my house when I need him next. Yeah. And, but, it's a very, it's a, but it's a very good question, right? And the answer is if Gijo's only or any platform's only value is lead gen, then you're, gonna, then you're gonna experience leakage. But remember, that is not all we're doing, right? In addition, I just mentioned 
the apparel partnerships and the equipment partnerships, right? We're generating additional forms of revenue that you're only going to be able to get through us, right? Yeah. We're signing other things. We're doing those credit linked offers, right? Where they're going, where the trainer is going to have a built-in ability to offer economic incentives to keep those clients on the platform for longer, which a hundred percent accrue to their benefit. So, if you're only offering lead gen. Yes, you're going to have leakage. That's never been our plan, right? We want to enable those trainers to have multiple sources of revenue, none of which they're frankly going to be able to do on their own, right? You can't really do those on your own. And on top of all of that, right, we're enabling them to build their own storefront without doing anything, right? You want to put, you know, David's, David's pretty face on mugs or hats or yoga mats. Well, probably not, but I keep right? going. But, but think about it. it, right? As a trainer, right, you're a trusted advisor. And so what we're allow are going to be allowing them to do, and we're starting this with a couple of things, is to simply say, hey, I want to sell mats. I want to sell yoga mats. I want to sell yoga blocks. Great. Yeah. You as a trainer are never going to be able to do that storefront on your own or deal with any of the you know, affiliate mark. None of that. For us, what we're saying is, look, you are a brand trainer. You are a trusted advisor. You shouldn't just be paid by the hour. Here's all the other ways that we're going to help you grow your business. But at the end of the day, which also accrues to the benefit of the client whose goal is to get healthier, feel better, better lifestyle, sure. right? So they're not going to be able to replicate that offline. Gotcha. So um, during uh, Passover, because I'm a, a, a practicing reformed yep. Jew, at the end we sing... Uh, this song, Diana. Friedberg. No one's ever accused Friedberg. me of not oh, being I Jewish. I, yeah. I, I wasn't sure. I no. wasn't going to pry. Um, yeah. No one ever said, hey, are you Irish Catholic? Which is fine. Yeah. I'm one of my best friends is Irish Catholic, and he always whole, makes fun of me all the time. I mean, yeah. my, my name's Peter Forrest Morris, so nobody actually knows it. That's a whole separate podcast for a yeah. discussion. Um, <laughs> but um, in uh, at the end of Passover, you do this song called Dainu. Sure, of course. And, it, and it's... And, and the, the English translation is it would have been sufficient. So, <laughs> right. so I'll close this off by saying, Jiju, they do a lot and each one of them would have been sufficient on their own. Yes. So, no, I appreciate you are, that. You I mean, the Dianu of the Halo we, sister. We, we, we appreciate that. I will, I'll tell you what, at the next Seder that I go to, I will, I will try and attempt to change Dianu to Jijo uh, as part of this song. We'll see do if it, I can work that in. And then just list like everything you do for the training. Jijo, Jijo. Yeah, it'll be great. Jijo, Jijo. be great. All right, let's end the podcast on that. All right, give me one quote that we can live by. Or if you got a quote or a famous saying or something that you know our quote is really good start with you that's Gijo. start with you right put yourself first especially during times like this you know this is what we're all about right putting yourself first whatever your goals are you have to start with you we're, we're there to help you that's our job awesome all right man well it's great to reconnect with you yeah Look forward thanks to guys launch keep us posted on the progress and we'll post absolutely for you and, uh, you'll see some uh, press releases shortly hopefully all right man good work good to see you again be well everybody bye. stay take safe bye-bye take good care stuff. Later, buddy. As we continue to build our Halo Talks email notification database, want to offer you a free $10 instant gift card from our friends at Promotion Vault. Also to show you how easy it is to offer your members and prospects and clients the ability to get desired actions out of them and reward them in real time, go to halotalks.com, put your email address into the pop-up box, See how it works. Get a free $10 gift card from us and uh, keep listening and making everybody great.